Welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Opinions. Pop Opinions. Episode. 104. Are we trying to figure out if we have a new bit for that or not? No, because I think we were going to have a different bit. Remember we talked about it last time. We were like, let's not make that our bit. We're going to change it. Yeah, that didn't go too well. I didn't remember what it was. Did we talk about it? Like, I feel like we did on the last episode. We were like, that shouldn't be our bit anymore. It should be something else but now i can't remember what it is maybe it'll come to us during the episode it won't it's okay okay uh case how are you doing i am good i have um i'm good i don't know i have no complaints i'm yeah dog's doing much better which is a really nice thing you should just go back you guys were up there the cottage for a couple weeks and she seems good i know we took her off with these one meds and all of a sudden she seems fine so i don't know if it was like some like side effect or something of these meds she was on some like hip and joint meds because she does have i wonder how many times i can say meds no because she does have um issues with her back yeah her back legs go out and then on her front she's always like biting them but like aggressively biting them which means she has arthritis so then we put her on these meds and then i don't know some weird that was some weird for a few weeks but she seems good so for me that was like a huge that was been a big stressor in the last week or so. And um, my best friend I talked to today and she's doing really well. And that made me really happy. And then we just went and looked at a wedding venue. So I'm happy. I'm good. How about you, Jack? I'm good. All, all seems good. The The cottage, the week at the cottage was a lot better than the last couple of years because the last couple of years I either had online school or i missed a week of school so mm-hmm. it was nice and i think it was before the cottage but someone asked me like is it weird to like not be in school and i'd been thinking about it all of august of like oh yeah like i don't have to go back to school yeah for was, the first time in your life like that is a it's an interesting it's weird yeah. i feel like it's like this like structure that's not there anymore right and now it's just like willy-nilly i'm an adult yeah couldn't just work not whenever i want but yeah but you just a little more freedom of not school. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, the wedding venue is very nice. It was nice. It's, it seems still like in, a, it's still a con- in second place. Though. It's a contender. It's a contender. It's still, yeah, it's not in first place. No, but uh, yeah, I don't really know. Like it was a, a fun week. We watched a lot of football and baseball. Well, and it was a boy week. Boy week with with Marley with the girl dog. But yeah. it was a boy week. Where you could just like be a boy, yeah, yeah, Fart and yeah, eat steak without me being like <gasps> red meat, red meat. I don't do that. Well, you don't yeah. like it, but like if I'm not like. Oh yeah, no, I just want you all to eat healthy, everybody. That's all. Didn't have a single vegetable. Don't say that to me. No, Did you have yes corn, <laughs> <laughs> potatoes? Yeah. No, I don't know. We had like peppers and. Dad had mushrooms. Okay. All right. Oh, there's cucumber. All right. Bananas. Okay. Raspberries. Next. I didn't have any apples. Um, So, yeah, uh, on today's episode, we're going to do our IMC. I watched Edge of Tomorrow, which you also watched. Uh, I watched The King. But you also watched Edge of Tomorrow. Yes. And then we're going to do a movie tag. It's TikTok questions from one of my favorite creators, Movies and Stuff 14. I think his name is George. He has a movie podcast himself that he started recently. Uh, So there's just 16 questions that we have one answer to. Nope. Not me. Multiple answers. It's so hard, guys, to just get one. 
But uh, first, you wanted to go back because between we recorded ahead of our last one, so we couldn't where we didn't talk any Emmys. I didn't watch. I saw like the funny Brett Goldstein clip of him saying that he wasn't going to swear and then swears like two seconds later. Yeah. uh, The Keenan Thompson joke. I don't even think we talked about the Leo Leo stuff. Yeah. Him not dating. It's older than 25 or at 25. Yeah. Once you're 25, he doesn't. But now he's dating Gigi Hadid and she's 27. Wait, really? Yeah. They just started like quick rebound hanging out. Yes. And she has a kid and he's been kind of against those. So this is but I guess he's always had a soft spot for Gigi. That was in quotes. Mm, That kind of seems more like a older brother kind of. Yeah. I don't know. Leo, Leo's gonna Leo. Yeah, like you Adam, do you. I like don't Adam know. Levine. Uh, ooh, yeah. He's he's making some bad choices. Yeah. He has made some bad choices. Yeah. And California tattoo across your stomach probably isn't. <laughs> of, actually, might be one of the better decisions he's made. Right. Yeah. We don't have to talk about that. Let's talk about the Emmys. That's okay. more fun. Emmys. Um, I really enjoyed them. I'm gonna go through it really quick because I know they're kind of it's kind of like old news now, but um. So I missed the first 10 minutes. Apparently, there was a musical number. I missed it. Um, but the when I started taping it, because I fr- remember I freaked out. And I was like, oh, my God, the Emmys. And it was like 10 after 8. Um, so Jean Smart and Hannah Eyebinder, she, they're on the show Hacks. And so they come out. And they're really funny on stage. And she's Hannah's being, like, really weird and awkward and kind of, like, standing behind. And um, Jean Smart goes like Hannah wanted to come do the award to be on stage because she gets a better view of Zendaya. Yeah, so it was a that. really cute. And then she starts kind of like being all like, hi, like waving it over to her. It was just a really cute thing. I thought Kenan Thompson did such a fabulous job. Uh, Julie Garner won from Ozark, which I was really happy. And she was genuinely surprised. Like you could tell she was like, wow. Okay. Um, her speech was great. Um, a big highlight for both Mike and I was uh, Cheryl Lee Ralph. She won for Best Supporting Actress for Abbott Elementary, which I do not watch. And now I'm kind of like, maybe I'm going to watch the show. Anyways, she was probably the most shocked I've ever seen a human that has won an award. She was so shocked. People had to help her stand up. She got up to the stage. She just stood there. And then all of a sudden she just started singing her like kind of speech. And then she had this big inspirational thing of like, you know, if you don't get your dream at 20, then you'll get it at 30. And if you don't get it at 30, you'll get it at 40. And like, she was just a very, but it wasn't, you know, sometimes they're like, you Breachy. go for your dreams. And it wasn't like that. It felt really genuine and it was great. So Ted Lasso, of course, did a huge cleanup. It was uh, Brett Goldstein won, Jason Sudeikis won, the show won. Like it was a pretty big one. But their director won, who is MJ Delaney, this, um, it's a girl. It's a girl. Yep. And she's a director. And she's a director, guys. Wow. Crazy. Um, anyway, she was really funny because she seemed shocked, which I guess she can't fake it. She's not an actress. So maybe these actresses can fake. But you could tell she was like, oh, OK. So she goes up there and she goes, I really have a lot of people to thank, but it's really boring when non-famous people do this. And she got <laughs> off stage. And I was like, that That's was good. really good. I liked it. Um, SNL won for Best Comedy Sketch, which I was happy about that then selena martin short and steve martin came out and they had a funny little bit the three of them and at one point uh selena goes you know what is so the best thing about working with these guys she takes like a pretty long pause and she goes no paparazzi ever no paparazzi (laughs) so that was the people like really laughed at that one 
um, Jennifer Coolidge won for White Lotus and they tried playing music so she'd get off the stage and she was like this may never happen again and I'm standing up here and then they start playing music so she just started dancing and then they just cut her mic off but I think it was just like a funny way of just being like okay well I'm just gonna stay up here and dance then right yeah take advantage um, of the moment Mindy Kaling and BJ Novak came out that was, was good... probably the highlight for me well one of uh, Zendaya was the other one but they came out and they had um, they were making fun of like writers now because of they're their mini series. Yeah. And they're of... just like we used to, we came from a 22, you know, where you worked nine months out of the year or whatever. Like they had this whole thing. And she goes, how is it Mike White like doing because he's the one who did White Lotus, who is also from Survivor. So he won three awards for White Lotus. So the first one he gets up there, he's so awkward and I could not love it more. You know how I love awkward people. He gets up there and he's just kind of like, let's party later, everyone. Like, it's just super awkward. Second one, he gets up there and he's like, a lot of you may not know this, but I'm come from the survivor. I was a survivor. So like, don't vote me out because I just I want to be in this party. I want to I want to still write and I want to don't vote me out. Like, that's the way he's talking. It's so funny. Um, And then he said, oh, he get and then finally for the third one, he came out and he's like, I forgot to thank um whatever and then it's like you know he's just I forgot it, it doesn't matter because it's like unconditional love and he has this like weird weird face like he just was like you can tell he's no PR people and I love people that are just unhinged like that like I just find it really funny uh succession another like they won for writing and best show Gina Davis won a special award for all she's done for women in Hollywood because she has that really awesome um documentary and um the In Memoriam was beautiful. It was John Legend, who I feel like it's just always John Legend. I don't know. I'm like, is John Legend just do all of these? Um, but it really makes you, when you see it all like that, you really forget, like, how many people we lost this year. Like, I know every year you're like, wow, that was... But there were some big heavy hitters in this one. Um, Abbott Elementary one for writing. Um... So best actress was Zendaya one. And I loved her speech because it was very like, you know, thank you to everyone in the cast and the crew. Thank you to my friends and family. If you know a Rue or if you are a Rue, like it was just really well said and it was like simple and to the point and she looked stunning. I mean, the girl, I don't think she could look bad if she tried. She's so beautiful. Um, And then Pete Davidson comes out to deliver best comedy. And he's got sunglasses on. The mic is too short. And he's like, yeah, I didn't come to rehearsal. And then he said something about, you know, Keenan's doing such a great job. And then he was like, you know, it's kind of like SNL where Keenan's doing all the work and I'm refusing to say what the writers have written for me. And and then Tad Lasso wins and he's on the stage and he gets to give it to Jason Sudeikis, which is nice because they used to work together. But then he can't get out of the scene like he can't like everyone's on the stage and he can't seem to get off of the stage like he's just it's, just, it's not long, but it's so you could see he's like, excuse me, um, okay, I'll just go this. Excuse me. Like he's just trying to like get me off. Anyways, it was they were I really enjoy them. But, you know, I like award shows. I know not everybody does, but I enjoy them. I also enjoy taping them. Because then I can, you can get through commercials a lot easier. Fly through maybe a few things, but I don't know. I enjoy them. I like that they're coming back. Golden Globes are coming back. They've made some changes, and they're coming back, which I do enjoy the Golden Globes now that they've made their changes and stuff. So yeah, so that is the Emmys. Thank you. 
for You're indulging welcome. me. You're welcome. All right, let's get into rock, paper, scissors, and our IMCs. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Jack and I always do scissors first. Yeah. Like, it's so... I, one of us just needs to do rock first. Now, now you're putting it in my head. So the next time I do rock, you're going to do paper. Mm. You're, um, you're playing mental games. What? So you did win? I did win. I am going to go first. Okay. Okay. So I watched The King. It is on Netflix. It's from 2019. It is... Um, Timothy Chalamet, Joel Edgerton, Robert Pattinson, Lily Rose Depp, literally in like two scenes. But Sean Harris, who's the bad guy from Mission Impossible, which I didn't recognize him, but I knew his voice right away. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my God, that was the Mission Impossible guy. It is directed by David McCod. So he's done a lot of like Animal Kingdom. And so Mick, Mitch, Michaud. Yeah, Um, it's a very um, this movie is very a game of thronesy i will say so in the 15th century henry v spends played by timothy chalamet spends most of his days drinking and being a menace with his friend jo- john who's played by joel edgerton um his father is ill so henry the fourth is ill and when he's dying he declares that his younger son thomas will be king instead of henry because henry's a disaster so he's just like hey thomas is gonna be king instead so then this big rebellion happens and young thomas is sent into the battalion like yeah uh oh leads a battalion to fight and henry Hen- like henry like timothy shot when i say henry from now on it is timothy chalamet he dislikes war and he's really scared for his brother so he challenges the leader of whoever they're fighting and henry wins which should have stopped everything but thomas was feeling very like you like came in and you took de- demasculated. Oh, yeah, like demasculated? you've upstaged. Yeah, you've upstaged me or whatever. So he continues on, but then ends up dying, of course, because we, you know, can't just accept that that happened. No. So then Henry becomes king. Like there's no other option. So Henry has to become p- king. So during the during his coronation, he receives a ball from France, and which his court people. So when it's court, it's like all the people around you, right? They feel like they're making fun of his age and he they keep bringing up, oh, you got to go to war with French. You got to go to war. And Henry's not about war. Like, he's just like, I feel like we just like he's just you can tell he's like, we don't need to go to war. Like, we can just all get along kind of thing. Like, he has no interest in fighting. Um, So later. So they're always like that's like the ball is important because that that's the way they're almost manipulating Henry. Like the people around him are like. You know, his advisors are all like, oh, they're making fun of your age. And they, you know, then they bring this man who says, oh, I was sent here to kill Henry from France. So there's all this like manipulation going on. Um, So the Prince of France is played by Robert Pattinson. He is so good in this movie. Like it made me think. It's so funny that our first introduction to him is Twilight. And then when you see him in all these other movies, like all the devil around or the devil all the time. Yeah. That one or this or like, he is a really, really good actor. Like he's, yeah, it's just funny when I was watching him, I'm like, it's so crazy that he was like the vampire guy and you know, um, so he insults Henry and he maybe murders some kids, but it's just to make Henry mad so that, they'll fight 
So then he's kind of has no choice. There are a lot of uh, there's a lot of war in this movie. Like this other stuff is kind of the peripheral stuff, and then there's a lot of fighting in it. Um, the army comes upon this the French army where they're they're coming to get them, and so they go and they see, but they have so many people. But they're at kind of like a bottom of a hill or it's like a I don't know how to describe it it's not a hill but it's like they're in like a lagoon not a lagoon but um like a valley I guess like a smaller valley not big one but like a small valley Mm -hmm. so John his John his best friend says because they once they see how many people are there they're like we can't win and John's like we can because if it rains tonight the ground's going to be wet and they're not going to be able to get down with horses and all this stuff. So there's like the strategy of where they're located. Um, so then that night they're just all sitting there like waiting to see if it rains. And it's really well done because you're just, you hear the drop, but then you're like, is it raining? Like, is that, you know, so you're kind of like, I'm not sure. Um, so they do fight and then, it's kind of dicey. I don't really want to say what happens because I do think it's kind of worth it is a bit long, but it is a good movie. But some things are revealed later that there was a lot of manipulation and lies and corruption, I will say. But I don't want to say who wins that or whatever, just yeah. in case people do want to watch it. But it was a good movie. I was actually surprised I liked it. It's generally not my type, but I think because now I'm on the Game of Thrones kind of or House of the Dragon, like where I like that stuff, I'm a little more open to it. And it is a true story. So it's kind of like, I like that. Anyways, Rotten Tomatoes gave it 71, but audience score was 83, which I thought was interesting. So yeah, and Lil- Lily Rose Depp, I'm not even kidding you. She's in like two scenes at the very end of the movie. Maybe. Or the middle. No, it's the end. That doesn't give anything away. It's at the end we see her. And I'm like, wow, I thought she was like a main part, but it is a very fighting. There's a lot of fighting. Yeah, Zendaya, Zendaya Dunish. Totally. Yeah, so that's that. The King on Netflix. Go. Cool. Okay. Uh, my movie for this week uh, is 2014's Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, so it's... Uh, uh, I guess I'll just do the description. After Major William Cage, played by Tom Cruise, an inexperienced, actually just non-experienced combat yeah. officer, is sent on a suicide mission um, against invincible aliens. He's sent into the same fight that kills him. So time loop movie. Mm-hmm. Kind of almost like, wish because that was like the description on Netflix. It was like time loop. I wish they didn't say that. Like it uh, would be nicer if it was a, just a surprise. Like yeah. the first time it kind of gets revealed. Uh, so he sent in the same fight that kills him. He improves his skill, and with the help of a comrade played by Emily Blunt, uh, they attempt to defeat the aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, wait. I didn't say it's uh, directed by Doug Lehman, who I just wanted to write down just a few of the things he's done. He directed the entire Born like. Oh, uh, the Bourne movies. I don't yeah. know if he did Legacy or After, but yeah. the first four Bourne movies. He did Mr. and Mrs. Smith, mm-hmm. uh, Jumper, the uh, one with Hayden Christensen, yeah, yeah. Uh, The Wall, which mm. John Cena, Aaron Taylor Johnson, traumatizing, and uh, Swingers. Oh wow! So that just interesting. It's a good collection of movies. A lot of war stuff. But... Yeah, or fighting or whatever. Yeah, but that's good. Um, so we kind of, we open up with like the news, the earth's under attack. The thing I actually really enjoyed about this is that the aliens have been here for five years Mm. and they're slowly moving across Europe. Yes. Um, 
Because this takes place in like Italy. No. They'd already uh, taken over Italy, I think, Yeah, I right? think it was... They'd just taken over France, so I think Spain? we're in oh. England. Oh, okay. Lond- like, they were taking over London mm-hmm. on the on this day. Um, so, yeah, they think they won. There was this stunning victory, new technology, This these, like, suits that make super soldiers. Um, they have really bad green screen Tom Cruise into, like, a CNN-type show. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, like, very obvious, like, they're... Maybe the rest of the people are sitting there, but he like looks like he's beamed in, like it's Star Trek, like it like just—it's a hologram. Yeah, it was yeah. not very good. Um, his his title when he's introducing himself is military media. Oh, okay. like a military media relations type of person. Um, so he's not a soldier, but he meets this general, and he's like, "You're going to the front lines," and he's like, "Oh, like, haha, like that—that's funny." Yeah, he's yeah. like, "Yeah, no, this." isn't an offer it's an order mm-hmm. and he's like i talked to your commanding officer back in the states and you're going you're gonna sell this war to people like so that everyone's okay with what we're doing right um so then he's he tries to blackmail the general and because they have this conversation about like at the end of this like if we get through this actually it's not if they're just saying like when we win mm-hmm. very just like confident bunch um when we win they're gonna look for someone to blame so first the general is talking about like you know they're gonna try to blame me so then once he's trying to blackmail he's like you know they're gonna look for someone to blame and how hard do you think it's gonna be for me to convince the world because he's kind of the the face of the military he's the one on the news and like telling people about what is going on yeah um that it doesn't work um he gets he gets sent to isn't the general bill not bill paxton greg kinnear no who is it again uh i don't remember who that was Uh, i'll do it i'll do it okay bill paxton he's coming up yeah because he gets sent to this uh military base oh that's what i'm thinking of yeah on the ship yeah Yeah, Yeah, yeah. that's bill paxton right sorry yeah uh emily blunt is like this like marketable soldier Mm -hmm. like her face is plastered everywhere um so then we meet uh bill paxton he's master sergeant Farrell. yes uh he's from kentucky so he's got a cool southern accent um so they then like accuse uh i guess i'll just say tom cruise because he yeah, pretty yeah. much just kind of plays tom cruise yeah um they accuse him of being a deserter and that he's impersonating an officer which they just like completely make up out of nowhere just to get him onto the front lines and basically you're go we're bye sending bye. you to die yeah go bye bye um so so they he takes him to this like this j squad which mm-hmm. if you're if you're guessing there's an a squad and a b squad <laughs> and so on and so forth <laughs> so this is like the 10th best squad we've got right and he has one day just one day to get combat ready yeah that's Def- it definitely you not should be good to go yeah definitely not enough time so they have these like super soldier outfits um this one guy is like naked while wearing it mm-hmm. kind of weird like, yeah he's a big guy too yeah yeah so not the not the person you'd want to see in that um so emily blunt's walking out she's ready to fight it's really funny because someone at first someone's like oh look it's full metal and then she punches the person mm-hmm. i thought it was like full metal jacket like the movie right turns out it's full metal bitch that's mm. what they call her yeah um so and before so they're flying everyone's kind of like strapped in emily blunt isn't with tom cruise at this point they they meet up as the movie goes along but they're all just like making fun of tom cruise because like 
he's not a soldier and he had a day to get ready for this. And yeah, didn't they say something like, oh, there's a problem with your, your suit. suit? There's a dead guy in yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I like my favorite part of it is just seeing not I don't want to step on your toes, but the evolution of like so when he the yes. first time we see him, he's, he's shaking, terrified. he's terrified, he's trying to get out of it. He's like, right? And you just see gradually, gradually yeah. the change. But um so the oh they leave the safety on his weapon. Um before they even drop, the ship gets attacked and blown up and everyone has to drop before like before they're ready. Uh a ship falls on the naked guy. Mm-hmm. Um, to, like at first I didn't I thought we were going in like Cloverfield direction where we weren't mm. gonna see what it was I kind of I know it's just wishful thinking but like I feel like it would have been really cool if they didn't show what they were fighting yeah I feel like yeah. that would have been really cool because like, it goes, we didn't like, see it for a long it time it was a pretty long time right where we were like I wasn't entirely sure what we were fighting it was like humans like right like yeah. I was like yeah they're like octopus looking things. They remind me of from A Quiet Place. They kind of reminded me of the same, not exactly, but that same look. I was thinking that plus the thing from Stranger Things. Was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. The first one. We didn't watch like past yeah, season no. two. No. Um, So he gets attacked by one of these octopus things. Emily Blunt kills it, but then she dies. Mm-hmm. Um. The aliens start like coming up from the ground and it goes dark and he wakes back up back on the ship. And I mean, if you watch enough movies, as soon as you see him wake up. Yeah. You're like, yeah, that wasn't a dream. We're just we're in a time loop. Yeah. And so the day starts over and I'm like, is this about to become a comedy movie? Because like now we're kind of like making jokes and like Tom Cruise just even like after after the second day. Then he just starts predicting everything and he's like answering like Yeah, he's saying, saying it before like, everyone says it and then, yeah. Then like they have the de- event it's later on, but like they have the dead guy walking joke, but like he says it before the other guy can. Yeah. yeah. Or even he's walking into J Squad and he has uh handcuffs on and one of the guy someone walks over and is like, Oh, those don't look like uh officer cufflinks. So then he's like he's just kind of He's figured everything. He's in like three days. He's figured out everything that happens in the day. Totally. So then yeah. he's trying to warn people like, listen, they know we're coming. Mm-hmm. Like they're they they know. Yeah. So yeah. And they know everything we're doing. Yeah, And they're like, well, how would you know that you're crazy? Yeah. Like You're going to get sent to the psych ward and stuff like that. They end up taping his mouth shut. Yeah. And he's like trying to yell the ship is going to explode, but no one wants to listen to him. Um. Then we kind of get like. A half montage where like he kind of meets Emily Blunt and is trying to is kind of figuring out what's going on mm-hmm. like what's happened to him and one of the times he dies he just gets hit by a car yeah they like they don't sh- like they show him like because he has to like do push-ups for talking back to an officer and he has to like roll under the car but it like runs him over yeah they don't show Tom Cruise but like Bill Paxton comes over is like what were you doing and then he just dies yeah um so then he has every everything explained to him. Um, oh, because Emily Blunt and says, a doctor. Like, yeah, that like one she the, believes them. Yeah, she's like, oh, um, they're he's about to or they're about to die, and she's like, come find me. Mm-hmm. So then they meet each other and they kind of do their training montage of like we have to get out of we have to beat these aliens we have to get to a certain spot we have to get to the Omega I think it is yeah. which is like the brain of the whole operation. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she's trying to 
like he has no training so like she's like really trying but like every time so they're in this kind of like simulator thing yeah or it's what the aliens would be like and every time he fails and like he breaks his back once he breaks his leg and every time he does she just like walks over and shoots him like a dead like a horse yeah. like that breaks its leg because if he doesn't, doesn't die like if he gets through the day yes then he loses that power yeah in yeah. his blood so yeah she just like keeps shooting him because that's what happened to her her hmm. um that's why she believes him otherwise you would think someone was like crazy but she actually went through it too yeah and the doctor believed her too um i just wrote showed him doing things a lot yeah, like playing oh, like, with the aliens and stuff, right? Or the fake aliens. Yeah, once he's like, once he's figured stuff out, though, then he's kind of on top of everything, and you can. They do a good job of like not repeating stuff too much, but yes, they give I found you, that. they give you nice hints of like, oh, he's done this a lot. Like, yeah. who knows how many days he actually did this? Because they yeah. never tell us, which I think is good. I like that mystery of it. Totally. Like, I don't need to know if he did it five hundred and twenty-four times. That doesn't yeah. matter. It's not necessary to the story. It's just he's done it so much where he knows everything that's going to happen. Yeah. He remembers everything. Um. So yeah, I just I thought that was really good writing. Um. And they just don't, they don't just keep going back to the beginning of the day. That's kind of, it's almost like a video game when you get to checkpoints. Yeah. But kind of like, and that's where he's figured out this much and he's like. Then we don't need to see all of the beginning again of yeah. him showing up and meeting the J squad and all that. Right. We kind of start skipping over that. Yeah. And then as he's figured stuff out, um, they have to like get to this like farmhouse where there's a helicopter mm -hmm. and it's probably one of the more like satisfying scenes. Yeah. It's a really good scene. I guess I probably shouldn't say what. Let's not, just Cause in case. Because it's just, it's so good of like, again, how many times he's done it and the argument they have back and yeah, forth. Yeah, because she's like, let's do this. And he's like, or no, let's not, let's do, not that do that. Because right? he knows what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, he just becomes desensitized after. So that, that conversation they have, that situation kind of like really like affects him and like, then he kind of just like loses his momentum and just kind of lets the day happen as it does. Then they get their, they get their one last shot. Like we do in all those movies and like the, the almost friend, the almost ending and some of the writing, I think really saved this movie. Right. right. I think it was a great idea. Not, I don't want to say bad. It's not bad, but like the execution isn't great. Isn't it could have been better. Yeah. And like, if we're watching that movie and it's just under two hours, I think. Yeah. And like, there still probably could have been some time shaved off in yeah, places. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I did want to save this for you. Uh, did you know what this movie was originally going to be called? Just throw out a guess. Okay. Because we're in like time loop movie. Uh, time loop. Okay. Um, tick tock. Nope. Okay. I'm thinking time. Um, Big Ben. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, it was going to be called Live, Die, Repeat. Mm. It sounds like a Bond movie to me. It. The funny thing Live, is... Live, Die, Repeat. If, you, if that was the title of the movie, I think people would be less inclined to watch it. Yeah. But I think it's... It's a title that better represents the movie. I do too, but I really love Edge it, of Tomorrow. A, I just good... think that's so... Because I actually didn't know this was a time loop movie until one time we were researching time loop movies. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize it was a time loop movie. So, like, you're just on the edge of tomorrow. Like, I think that's a cool title. Edge of 17, Edge of Tomorrow. I'm, I'm about the edge. 
I like it. Isn't there a radio station that's The Edge? Yeah. 102.1. The Edge. I like it. Yeah. So overall, like, um, oh, wait, didn't, uh, didn't we have the last 10? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's next week. Next week. Okay. Yeah. Because we do have, like, this was the 10th one, right? Oh, um, I have my next one is part of. Really? Yeah. Thank you for your service is part of my top 10. Well, because I think where we got confused because I still I have know. I still have like crazy, which I don't know if it was on my last one or not. OK, we'll see. OK. We'll yeah, no, I it's next week's episode. OK. OK. Uh, so let's do movie tag. TikTok questions. TikTok questions. Shout out. Shout out, George. I'm pretty sure that's his name. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we got 16 questions and I don't know. It's not like a rapid fire. We can kind of talk about yeah, stuff if we yeah, want to. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who's reading or if you want to. I will read the first one. Okay. What is your favorite movie not in English? This one for me was pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, Spirited Away. Oh, that's a good one. There are some other like, I'd say contenders in there, but like I couldn't really find anything that got that close to. Mm, that's a good one. I put Parasite and I also put Life is Beautiful. Was it? Oh, yeah, there was because it was in yeah, Italian. Yeah, it was in Italian. I really liked that. But I do like your spirited away. Parasite, I just thought was such um, it was like a unique movie or it was original. Like, I yeah. didn't feel like it was a very like life is beautiful. We've seen those kind of movies before. You're in a concentration camp. Not to that <laughs> level of just but we've seen that kind of movie before. But it was the uniqueness of trying to make it fun. Yes. Yeah, so that was nice. But Parasite, I've never seen anything look quite like that. And I'm into that when you see something kind of original. And so I would say that. Yeah. I guess we'll just we can alternate. Yeah. Um, who is someone that does not have an Oscar that you believe should have an Oscar? I, if you're not saying Ed Norton, I don't know what's wrong. I also put Laura Linney, though, as like my i wanted a male and a female i did the same thing okay good uh i've got amy adams yes i feel like just because she's been so close so many times yeah not like isn't glenn close isn't that another one that she's she won though oh she did she win? won for the the wasn't the one with amy adams no it was the one where she was a writer glenn oh. close huh? yeah oh oh the, she Rich was yeah with richard e grant yes i'm pretty sure she won for that wait is that that movie she's like so her husband is like a really famous author oh so not the one with richard e grant oh uh i will i swear like melissa mccarthy was the movie i was thinking of oh i know that one yeah that one is um the wife is that what you're yes, thinking the of wife that's what it is she won for that didn't she i don't know i, I, th I, I think she did um closest accolades but i don't know if that necessarily means like yeah acting credits okay can we get list of awards nominations uh no zero zero academy awards <gasps> oh crap i thought she was had one for the wife hmm. okay um she's been nominated four times for best supporting actress the world according to garp the big chill the natural and in 2020, Hillbilly Elegy. Oh, that's one with Amy Adams. Yeah. And then Best Actress, Fatal Attraction, Dangerous Liaisons, uh, Albert Nobbs, and The Wife. Wow. That's a lot of noms, eh? Over eight. Wow. I actually, then I, I didn't put Edward Norton because, I don't know, in my mind, just he does have one. But I put Jake Gyllenhaal. 
Yeah, that's a good one too. He's got some. He's got some movies that deserve it. He does. Uh, yeah, you're right. He does. Yeah. Um. Okay. If you could watch one film for the first time again, what are you picking? I think there's about 500 movies I could pick. For right. This. I know. The one I didn't pick it, but came to my mind of like getting to watch The Sixth Sense for the first time mm, would yeah. probably pretty be pretty fun. Yep. Mine though is Infinity War. Mm. Because it was just this culmination of all of these movies of ten, actually yeah, ten years, ten years of movies, and it was bringing all these characters together, and I'll just never forget that it's the second best theater experience behind Endgame. But right. it was just it was so much fun to watch. Yeah, I put Pulp Fiction, and I also put Interstellar. But I think if I really had to, if you were like, no, you can only have one, it would be Pulp Fiction. I just really love that movie. But once you kind of have it, like, I would rewatch that movie. It's not that I wouldn't. But just to have that experience again of, like, the first time. Of not knowing what happens. Because of the way it was, like, laid out for you, people didn't do that before Pulp Fiction, right? I mean, that was the 90s. People, here's your movie on a silver platter. So, and Interstellar, just because it blew my mind. So I would love to have that kind of feeling again of like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Number four. Um, a film you love from a, gen- a genre you hate. Ford versus Ferrari. Not that I hate car racing movies, but it would not be something I would watch. But Ford versus Ferrari was a really good movie. The way it was like edited and it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um. I'm going to say I kind of cheated with this one. Oh, I love it. So, cheater, cheater. Uh, I picked, so it's a movie called Cooties from 2014. It's Rain Wilson, uh, Elijah Wood, Allison Pill, and mm-hmm. they're all teachers, and the zombie apocalypse starts. So it's like kind of a horror movie. Okay. Because I was looking at horror movies, and I'm like, yeah, I don't like any of these. Um, but it's like a horror comedy. So like I think the kids become zombies. So they're kind of they have to like fight the kids. And yeah. like it's just a zombie apocalypse movie. Right. But it's like it's fun. But it's for silly. you, the genre you hate is the horror, not yeah. the zombies. Yeah, no. Just I just wanted to understand which one was the one you didn't like. Yeah, yeah, just any horror. I don't get the appeal of it. God, no. Well, can we talk about last night? Yeah. We went to uh, Cannes Wonderland to see Meg do her dancing show. And it is called Haunt for people that don't know. And there are zombies and things that chase you and jump out at you. And Jack and I are not about that. Nope. So we got the the Nobu necklace. The it's no- called the No, like N-O, No, B-O-O. Don't, don't scare me. Yeah. So we had a necklace around us. And it like flashes. It flashes so that the people that work there know not to scare you. And I don't like... Neither Jack and I were shamed by this at all. No. People were staring at us. We did not care. I do not care. I don't want to be chased or whatever. Scared. So, yeah, we're we're all about it. And now we both have it. And ne- next time, if we have to go again, then I have a necklace. Don't don't scare me. Right. But it was funny because most people there were kids that were wearing it. I still didn't care. No. I was like, I still, when we walked through the zombie things and I was holding mine, I was like, can't scare me. You're not allowed to scare me. That's what I kept saying. Can't. No. No scaring. Yeah. That's okay. We don't like being scared. That's okay. Is it me? It is number five. What is a film that changed your perspective on life? I think we're going to have this. Maybe. It's two. It's two movies in the same realm. But it's Soul and Inside Out. Yeah. Soul. Uh Soul. I still to this day when people are like, oh, what's like, what's a movie that, yeah, really made you think like 
when I, I tell people this, and this is not hyperbolic in any way, we watched Soul as a Family. Yeah. When we finished it, we sat in silence for maybe 20 minutes is an exaggeration, but a good five or 10 minutes of just kind of silence and we could kind of all going through our like contemplation. 100% you aren't exaggerating at all. Like it's never happened before. Usually you turn a movie off and then you're like, oh my God, what'd you guys think? No one spoke. Like we all literally just sat there and you could see just our brains trying to process so soul is definitely on my list I also put garden state because it was um the way it was done is like you know the guy is like heavily medicated all the time and he's never really felt like life before and emotions and through the movie we start seeing that he has to you can't you can't mask your emo- like you have to just go through things you have to just feel them and go through them and deal with it and so it was one of those movies that I was like yeah that's that's a good message to put out in the world. So, yeah. But soul would be. If I had to choose, it would be soul would be. Yeah. Me? Uh, no, me. Okay. Uh, number six, we have a film that didn't live up to the hype. I'm going to say Hustlers, man. I don't know what the hype was with this and everyone up in arms because J-Lo didn't get nominated. I don't get it. Like, I did not think it was that good. I don't, I think she was okay. Like, I think it was, yeah, she said fine, but an Oscar? No, that was ridiculous. No, that's mine. I went with Forrest Gump. Oh, fascinating. I think it's a movie that we kind of see the same way as it's a very good movie, entertaining, really long and like not a lot happens. Like, it's like. Oh, he's doing and like I like the oh, it's this historical thing that he's a part of. Yeah. But then it's just like, oh, Jenny, like Yeah. Come on, Jenny. Oh, you have AIDS. I don't think I don't think saying not a lot happens. I actually think almost too much happens where it's like you know, oh, he ran he ran around the world or he, you know, he did he was part of like you were saying like all these historical events ping and pong. Yeah, he was a ping pong guy. He was he had a fishing a shrimp boat. He had a I also I think it was like almost the opposite, but then it kind of dies down to where it just becomes like a dad, right? Yeah, the other movie that like that he that the guy himself answered was uh Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Right. Which I feel like that movie's the I think it's going to get slowly maligned enough that it's going to become underrated because, like, it's a Tarantino movie. It's a Tarantino movie that also, like, changes the course of history and, like, you have these, like, pretty cool characters where, like, Austin Butler is, like, playing... I don't know if he's Charles Charles Manson himself, but he's a part of the Manson family. Yeah. The Sharon Tate, Roman Polanski, like, you have these characters. And then, like, it's a Tarantino ending. If you're going to tell me it's over the top and, like, gory and stuff... Okay. Oh my D- gosh! Don't yeah. watch. Don't watch any other Tarantino movie because yeah. they all, none none of them are like and the end. We're gonna <laughs> right. tie a little bow on this and yeah. everybody goes home happy. No, the ending's the best part of the movie too. It is. Well, that and when they show up at the place where the where he wants to see the guy. Remember, and all the girls are living there, and it's oh, like, like a the, wild, wild the, west. The Manson, like the Manson, but you don't know it's the Mansons at that point, right? But, but when they show up at that place, like Dakota Fanning and yeah, Sweeney's yeah, there too. Yeah. There, that is really well done. I was, like, so terrified. I don't know how they do that. Um, a film you are embarrassed to admit you haven't seen. I feel like I have, like, quite a few of these, but I went with Prisoners. Oh, okay. Jake Gyllenhaal? Jake Gyllenhaal, Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure I talked about it with someone, and they kind of told me the ending, but, like, I don't really care. I still want to no, see it. No, it's still worth it. Yeah. See how, like... 
Because it's like someone, there's like a kidnapping or something. Yeah, it is a kidnapping. Yeah. They're prisoners. Prisoners. Gotcha. Um, Mine is Milk with Sean Penn. So it is the story of Harvey Milk, who's the gay activist. I don't know. I feel like it's one of those movies that everyone talks about. And they're always like, oh, the acting was so good. And it's such an important story. And I just have never seen it. So it would be one that I would be interested to see. Um. Uh, how about a film you love from a filmmaker you don't love? Uh, this is so mean, but I'm not a fan of Oliver Stone. However, I really like Snowden. I thought Snowden was a really good movie. Isn't he Any Given Sunday, too? Yeah, but just his filmmaking in general, I don't generally love. Yeah. Um, also, Oliver Stone not made for a football movie. No, no. So, yeah, I would say Snowden. Uh, this isn't anything against this story, and I, I know yours isn't either, but I went with The Martian and Ridley Scott. Mm. I just think Ridley Scott is good at making movies. The one thing I don't want to really hear is him talk about other movies, that like he's an expert and some film critic. Yeah. When I just, he, think, he makes fun of the Marvel movies, you mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. he's just kind of, to me, seems like an old man yelling at a tree. So Right. <laughs> uh, but I love The Martian. The Martian's a, and, The Martian is a great movie. And Ridley Scott, in general, just makes good movies. Yeah. I think they're kind of tailed off maybe a little bit, but... Yeah. I think we're, yeah. Towards the, end. <laughs> towards the end of that one um how about a film you hate from a filmmaker you love uh this was so easy for me actually i was surprised but i love cameron crow but i hated vanilla sky i did not like that movie but it would be one i'd be interested to go back and rewatch, just because sometimes i feel like maybe i missed something in the you know how sometimes you're like what because cameron crow had such a distinct movie like the way he did movies that vanilla sky was outside of the box and that's totally fair but i think i went in expecting something similar to what camera crow does right like yeah. an almost famous or a, right and vanilla sky is not like this jerry mcguire jerry mcguire yeah he does like vanilla sky is very very different from that so yeah uh i went with martin scorsese oh okay shutter island yeah just not yeah just didn't live and maybe that's one that didn't live up to the hype for me right that's true it just kind of not that it fell flat because like i could understand why people would like it so much but it just it scared the bejesus out of me and traumatized me yeah. right like i didn't even watch it in the top 100 thing right wasn't it in this the top 100 probably i think that was my veto because i think we each got a veto and that was mine i'm like i will not watch shutter island again because it was too it was traumatizing to me I don't know. Um, how about a film you believe deserves more attention? Uh, I went with Searching, which is uh, John Cho, and it's oh, about yeah, yeah. And it's a movie that's entirely. It, it could have been a pandemic movie because it's pretty much just him, and a lot of the time the camera is just like his laptop camera or his phone camera, and he's trying to find his daughter that went missing, and he's you know talking to police officers and. Uh, like, he's going through his social media. Yeah, he's trying to figure out what happened and like, did he? Does he really know his daughter? And he's learning stuff about her. It was just a really like fascinating movie. Yeah, um, I put three. No, okay, I did put Short Term Twelve. That's the one we've talked about before with Brie Larson and Caitlin Dever, and like, there's some great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I put that one. I did put the Way Way Back. Because I don't feel like enough people saw that movie. And it is a great movie with a great cast 
Well, it's my type of movie, so maybe it w- everyone wouldn't love very, it. Very fun and quirky. Yeah, so I really liked it. And I did put Coda. Now, I know Coda won the best picture. I understand that, but I still don't think people watch the movie. Like, enough, enough people. people. Yeah, yeah, I don't... Like, even though I know it got its accolades, well, not enough in my opinion, but it did get a lot of accolades. However, I still don't think people saw the movie, or enough people have seen it, and really can, like sink their teeth into it yeah that's mine um a uh the most visually stunning movie into the wild hands down i went with something very similar yeah i did nomadland oh, okay yeah i just think the the scenery and i think just the even just comparing those two that nomadland made now probably or i guess into it's, the wild's not that old, much older no Isn't that like 2008 or something like that yeah, um just and i think it's chloe Zhao especially like right. just like her filmmaking cinematography like if you want a movie to look perfect yeah you want chloe as your cinematographer yeah i mean you could also have her as your director she's pretty great at that yeah yeah that's true yeah into the wild was like so visually stunning and then you had all like the pearl jam in the background and yeah it's a good one mine yep what is an out-of-pocket questionable comfort zone movie so when i did it the first movie that came to my head was chef but i don't think that's questionable but that's not out of pocket uh so i went with set it up okay maybe a little more on the tame side but it was just like because that's where to me i have all of my uh glenn powell stock like i just feel like i bought in and i was like this guy he is going to be one of those people we remember for a while because he's gonna do all of these different things like it's almost just kind of like you have checkpoints of your career like he's got his rom-com he has the action movie i guess yeah. with yeah. top gun maverick like i just think he's gonna figure like it, there's been enough people asking about him being in a marvel movie in the mcu yeah. that i think something could happen there right right and zoe deutsch you know uh uh what do they call it? nepotism babies but yeah. like she actually does deserve like what she's getting totally i actually think sometimes they have to work even harder to prove themselves right i put um an out-of-pocket because i'm like what's an out-of-pocket comfort movie and i put um old guard because it's like how is that comforting to me that they're there's it's really violent but i really love that movie and then the other one i thought of was the 13 hours i don't know why I know, but that's what, when I hear out, out of, of pocket, pocket yeah. that's what I think of is like, how is this a comfort movie? But I think it's just a movie that I know what's going to happen. So it like, even though it is pretty violent, both, both of mine were like a very violent movies, but that's pretty out of pocket for comfort. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so who, who do you believe is the best uh, non-superhero or comic book villain? I think there's two right answers. Okay. I definitely think I only have one for this and I think it's the only one, but I, I know who you're going to say. So I will say my, my okay. other answer. Okay. Oh, um, no country for old men. Anton sugar. Yeah. Is ha- played by Javier Bardem. I don't know who, like if you're not picking him, I don't like, I don't know. Give me your other one. Cause I would be interested. So I, I will give you one of your favorite actors. Sammy. No. Woody. No. I don't know. Go. 
Christoph Waltz. Oh, yeah. Hans Landa. Oh, yeah. The Glorious Bastards. One. I think that's the only one. I still think it's Javier Bardem and Anton Chigurh is still the best. But I think because he was just so menacing and he says like four words the whole movie and he's just killing people and like just that trying to get true. to the school. But yeah. like Hans Landa is the like manipulating and yeah. like he like. He has a 20-minute opening scene that just ends in mayhem. And, like, he's sitting down for, like, he's having, like... Like, you're not sure if he's good, but you're not really sure, right? And he's just so, like... Because he's not physically menacing, but he's just, like, the way he talks and the way he carries himself in that movie. And, like, you're thinking, like, does he know what's going on? Like, does he know this entire plan, everything that's come to... Or that's going to come to fruition? It's... No, it's the you're only right. Thing I think comes close. Yeah, no, no, you're right. That's good because I never. I was like immediately. I was like, no country pole man. Like that guy's so freaking scary, right? He's terrifying. But yeah, Chris, they're just terrifying in different ways, Very right? Different. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, uh, favorite A twenty four movie. I I went through about three that I was like, okay, it's this one, this one, or this one. Okay. I ended up going with Uncut Gems though. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. There's two other one. I think Lock. Which I didn't know it's a twenty four. Yeah, still a great movie and Lady Bird. Okay, I went with On the Rocks. Yeah, I just really love that movie. I think because we in a couple weeks we I have know. an a twenty four movie draft, and I was looking through, and I'm like, oh my god, like where, where are we gonna stop? Like where is like? Yeah. Because I guess we're gonna do like five or ten movies each. Yeah. Like that's that's gonna be hard. There's some good like. Even just the one that I'm like, we didn't say, but still deserves to be mentioned in that conversation is Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I and know. there's going to be movies we probably still forget. Yeah, for sure. I know. I know. I've already started looking at them. and I'm like, ooh, what is, I know the one you're going to want. And so, and now you know the one I want. So I think we just respect the first, that. The first two picks will be pretty easy. Yeah. And then it's going to be a bit of a bloodbath yeah. between you and I. Okay. And it gets you. I, uh, Yes. Uh, your favorite post-apocalyptic film? Armageddon? No. <laughs> I didn't oh, say it's that. like Jury. <laughs> um, I put Wally. Wally was. I said Wally, but then I actually didn't know if this counted. But doesn't wouldn't wouldn't a Quiet Place count? I feel like it would. Yeah, that's a good one too. That's a really good one. We were just talking about that a Quiet Place. Thanks. They're doing a third one. I know. Ugh. I don't think they should, but uh, a Quiet Place was one of the. Like that movie just like rocked my socks. Like I as was a, like, what? As a standalone, it's incredible. But then it also will now work as a presumable trilogy. Like how do you walk into a movie? Like if you're pitching a movie and you're like, okay, so there's going to be no sound because they can't make a sound. And like, I don't know. Like it's, and there's aliens. Like if you're pitching that movie, you'd be like, no, <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yet yeah, it is so good. And I think it's, uh, I now I'm thinking of another uh, a movie that didn't live up to the hype. They tried to do the opposite with Bird Box, and I think that movie fell flat. Yeah, I never com- saw it compared to A Quiet Place. Yeah, I never saw that one. It just didn't appeal to me. I don't know. I was like, I'm good. Um. Okay, last one. Film, and this is the one I told you today. I had a really, really hard time with it. But film you put on when you need a good cry. Okay, so this first one's going to be kind of weird, but I will explain myself. But it's a movie I already talked about, but Infinity War. Okay. And it's not Sad Cry, obviously. No, the ending or whatever. I I don't cry at the ending. But it's, for me, it's the emotion of these 10 years of movies 
and like, hey, look, here's Doctor Strange and Iron Man. Mm -hmm. They've never met, but they have to team up. Here's Thor and the Guardians. They're teaming up. You know, like the main event, like uh, the the part that like really get got me the first actually kind of gets me every time is when Wanda and vision or first getting attacked and then you just see this figure Mm -hmm. and i'm getting goosebumps because i'm setting myself up for this train goes by and they throw a spear and he catches it and you know and then he walks out and it's steve rogers with a beard right and it was just like such a emotional movie because of like all of the moving pieces yes yeah i agree yeah i really struggled with this movie and i did say to you I I know there's a movie I've watched where I once I started crying, I couldn't stop. But I don't know for the life of me what that movie is. But I still don't know if it's like I don't put a movie on to cry. So I think that's where the wording was getting me. I will say recently a movie that has gotten me where I've cried was A Beautiful Boy. It's a little bit older, I know, but I just recently watched it. And that's with Timothy Chalamet and Steve Carell. And that movie was like hit me in the feels for sure. And I know I cried a lot, but would I be like, oh, you know what? I really need a good cry. I'm going to put that movie on. No, probably not. No. No. And I know a lot of people are probably yelling at us to say Marley and me, but it's really just the ending. It is just the ending, though. Like, you know, like this is a dog movie. You know, they're going to kill the dog or, you know, the dog's going to die. Everyone like it's not like like you knew that was going to happen. Did I ugly cry in that? Absolutely. That was devastating. Another movie I had a really big cry, I remember, was Stepmom with Julia Roberts and Susan Sarandon. And I was in the movie theater and I didn't bring Kleenexes. I didn't think it was a sad movie. I thought it was kind of a happy, like, I thought it was like, oh, this is Julia Roberts is now the stepmom or whatever. But like Susan Sarandon's dying. So, but I didn't know that part of it. So I, my sleeves were soaked from crying so hard, like soaked. And I saw it with Nana and Papa and we were all like bawling our eyes out. But Again, I wouldn't be like, you know, I really feel like a good cry. I'm going to stick that movie on. Like, no, I don't put movies on to cry. So um, I got another one. Okay. That uh, we watched during our top 100. And that's Hachi, A Dog Tale. Ooh, that, that one. one. Yeah, that Cause one. Because it, it gets you. Because again, you're watching this movie and you're like, okay, I see what's going on. He's going to he's going to see him at the train station every day. You know, they love each other. Yeah. And then boom, they just hit you with the the uno reverse card it's totally because you think it's going to be the dog it's not and it is like, yeah d- devastating it is devastating i remember i watched that at the cottage and i was yeah. just sitting there with headphones and just bawling my eyes out yeah no it's devastating really well done movie but wow uh, and I true guess, story and so. it's also one that it is closer to the end that they do that they do hit you in the hit you in the heart yeah spear yeah yeah, it's just a hard one because, again, I don't ever think, you know what? I really feel like crying right now. Let me stick this movie on. So that was a hard one for me. But they're really fun. I like that. I like when we have uh, little TikTok questions or just questions like that. It's fun just yeah. to shoot the shit about some movies. Uh, so, yeah. So next next week we've got um, our IMC uh post post-war soldier edition. Yeah, we're uh, we yeah, we kind of planned it. Yeah. Yeah um last flag flying and thank you for your service we're gonna rank the last 10 imcs we're gonna have to figure out what those 10 are and I know my 10 are 
and we're gonna do guess the opposite title yeah so it's kind of like heavier with the with the war movies but then the the um segment of that is really fun like it's a really so our example of it is if i wanted jack to guess the the movie easy a i would say hard z or sad sad damn it i always say that wrong and mine mine my example is forward to the past right back to the future yeah so it's just a fun, fun game. But yeah. So tune in next week. Yes. Okay. So got anything else? I got nothing else. All right. Then besides that, we will see you next time. Bye.